0: Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub.
1: All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist to the business news. My name is Nasser Pasha.
2: Now, Matt Staub.
1: And so, business news, right? That's what we cover. <laughs> What's the business news that we have today?
2: Well, it could be business or it could be legal preferably if it's a Venn diagram, it's something in the middle. That's where we come in. Yeah, that's where we try to cover, at least. This would qualify as business news, even though we don't do... Drugs? Yeah, a drug or a criminal, too much criminal law. At least I don't. I don't know about you.
1: I don't do too much of it. Let's just put it that way.
2: Just, okay. just, to,
1: just the right about of criminal law that Okay, have.
2: fair enough. So this is a pretty interesting case. I mean, I think the actual... Indictment was what two years ago, 2014, I believe. Yeah, brought against FedEx. <clears throat> yeah, 2014 grand jury indictment. Essentially, they're they accused of a few things conspiracy to distribute controlled substances, distribution of controlled stu- substances, compar- conspiracy to distribute misbranded drugs and misbranding drugs, things of that nature. So Basically, what was happening, I, I believe it dealt with pharmaceuticals as the primary primary area here, but essentially there was, FedEx was being the, the courier between people shipping these illegal drugs and the people on the receiving end. And I think it's really the case is going to come down to, at least when I was reading this, I mean, this is, but when we're recording this, I guess the, the trial has just started, so... I guess we might know more once this comes out as we often say but what what's our, what was FedEx's knowledge of what it was transporting between illegal point A to illegal a point B. Yeah,
1: so so the complaint and some of the press around this describes a situation where drivers literally complained about bringing parcels, specifically pharmacy parcels because I think they're labeled differently, to delivery addresses that were nothing more than parking lots or schools or or even vacant homes and then uh, when they deliver it there was always multiple like p- cars parked and people waiting outside for the deliveries and of course as soon as the packages or package are, is dropped off you know they people come and get it and 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 bring it home
2: right and that's that's definitely one of the big points here obviously is the the drivers of these trucks, and they are employees. If you recall, we've talked about that before. Yep. It, it was FedEx, right? That had that, that issue. They both had that issue. Yeah, I think. But I was thinking
1: it was specifically FedEx. I think so. At least in California,
2: the drivers were coming back to upper level management, telling them exactly what you just said. That you know these these deliveries don't seem they're a hundred percent legitimate here. You know, pulling up to a location near the delivery address and people running up I think there was instances of people just actually jumping into the FedEx trucks and trying to get these packages so you had the drivers reporting issues like this and from how it's been painted at least in the media here is that you know FedEx knew about these things and just kind of chose to to do nothing about it I think the the prosecution they had a pretty good quote if I could find it I mean, here's part of it. Basically, they faced a choice, and the choice is to stop or go. Meaning that they knew that these illegal deliveries were happening, and time and time again, they went. That's probably not the quote I was looking for, but you get the point that yeah. they they're being it's they're being accused of essentially knowing that these illegal deliveries are occurring, and I think they're playing the card of. Well, we're just a courier. I mean, we're not. We didn't know about it. We're not responsible for the fact that these is illegal drugs that are being shipped.
1: Yeah, and this isn't the first time FedEx or even the, some of the other carriers have been caught in this mess. Because I mean, it, it, I would imagine, especially when you're ordering drugs on the dark web and as you know, people talk about and so forth. I mean, it's it's transported somehow, obviously, and a lot of times, as we all know, it's how how is the carrier going to know what's in the package unless they open it or inspect it, which from a domestic perspective doesn't really happen. And so, you know, there's been, there's been cases where even in Harris County here in Houston, there was a case where a resident actually received a FedEx package, apparently intended for their neighbors that included a certain number of pounds, literally pounds of cocaine, as well as an AR-15 military, AR-15 rifle and a military grade night scope. And of course this, so, you know, you receive this package and you're like, well, you know, what is this? But then call the police and apparently of course they track it down to the neighbors and they, it was a huge, big drug bust, but this happens all the time. There was another case where this drug kingpin actually got caught shipping through some kind of freight delivery, I believe, um, some massive cocaine shipment. And you can imagine if, if if they got caught, I just, it makes me wonder how many times did they not get caught, right? You yeah. know, tr- transporting this, this stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, and so what it boils down to is just, you know, what's, how much responsibility or how much should they be, re- FedEx should be responsible for? And I think I have the numbers here. So it moves more than 10 million shipments each day on average. Uh, so obviously it's not going to be able to pay close attention to over 10 million shipments each day, but I I don't agree with what their attorneys are saying that they aren't criminally responsible for holding or transporting controlled substances. It's going to come down to obviously how much they knew about the situation at hand. I mean, a few of your drivers, multiple drivers coming back telling you about these things that were happening, something you should probably look into a little bit, you know, just based on the facts of, I think one, one, Person even described it as a uh, Walking Dead scenario of like that's what it was like. If they'd pull up and people would just run out of (laughs) everywhere because they knew that's where these deliveries, you know, the the truck pulls up and that's the deliveries were what they were. Wow, yeah, I, I can imagine. So, so there is this
1: defense that FedEx has used and other carriers have used in the past, successfully for that matter, which is something called the common carrier exception, and it's a it's a federal statute that basically says, look, if you're delivering for the public, you can't be held responsible for, you know, the transportation of, of you know, illegal drugs, which makes sense to a certain extent. I mean, there's also requirements on these common carriers for certain, you know, regulations that they also must adhere to as well. And so really the federal government under this standard has to show that FedEx acted, you know, with knowledge of a specific intent. And that's what would be required for a conviction. So really, obviously, it's not like the federal government doesn't know that. And so really, they're they are banking on the fact that, you know, FedEx literally because of the financial incentives they have of supposedly a a pretty large industry of, of drug shipment, that since they're turning this blind eye, that they are profiting from it. And that exception should exception should not apply.
2: And this you know we'll we'll go back this this isn't a new thing in in 2004 the justice department filed they filed an indictment against FedEx for this this time it was ignoring warnings from government officials basically saying that the I guess this is what was happening an online pharmaceutical company all you had to go out and do is go online and fill out a questionnaire and they would ship you these pharmaceuticals which obviously there's a big problem there but in this case, it was actual warnings from government officials telling them this, and FedEx, I guess, just thought that you know they could possibly get they could get by with no liability, uh, presumably under this common carrier exception. I mean, I think there. I mean, it seems like their their stance is pretty clear. Of well, you know, we we didn't know about anything. How could we? It's just too difficult to tell. I mean, we're just trying to. Our job is to be the courier, and that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
2: and. And here's the thing, let's let's kind of bring it home
1: to small, medium-sized businesses. I mean, uh, not everyone's a FedEx, like, you know, like FedEx. But when you're operating your business, there's always going to be these cases where you may encounter either through your clients or vendors some so-called shady business. And it's always interesting on how that occurs because just because you're not involved directly may not mean that you may not become involved later and actually have some, you know, co-liability to to those kinds of things. And it may not just be criminal. It also may be just a simple tort or a civil civil remedy as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's one thing, I hate to keep repeating it, but it's one thing if you are completely oblivious to, no, I, oblivious probably isn't the right word. You're completely unaware of some sort of illegal action that's going on. But if the more that you know about it and are a, what do you want to say, a... Uh, Cocon—I well not a co-conspirator but a An accomplice or aiding abetting yeah the more you know about it the more you're going to cross over that line and then you know once the feds get involved it's they're going to probably go after i mean they're going to question everyone everything so you don't obviously want to be involved in that as much as i think connecting it to the small business it relates to what fedex did too As as much as you know, it's great to possibly get some business and do whatever as a small business and possibly overlook something. You know, you have to decide if it's worth it from later criminal charges being brought against you. Just like FedEx, you know, from what I they're being accused of is, well, you know, we're not going to turn down this business. You know, we're still going to do it and just try to plead innocence.
1: Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of when you have, whether you're an online merchant and, You go through a lot of transactions per day, and what's famous of these are these kind of vitamin and supplement industry and and these kinds of things, where they do a large number of transactions, and they're typically, there's a lot of fraud associated with some of the credit cards that are, are processed through certain industries. And if you end up kind of not having a fraud protection or some kind of review of that, you could be opening yourself to potential liability in the sense, yeah, on one hand, your business is doing great because you're getting all this money, but then all your business is coming from stolen credit cards, right? And yeah. and of course, it'll come back to haunt you because then you'll have chargebacks and so forth and things of that nature. And it's the same thing if you're selling something online where people are using, if you have some kind of platform, let's say you you're kind of creating an eBay store where People are buying and selling certain things, but if they, they're buying and selling illegal things and you're allowing that to happen, yeah, you may be making some money off of the transaction, but you could be personally liable for, for those types of things.
2: Right. And I finally found the the statement from the U.S. attorney I was trying to find earlier. Okay, perfect. Just in time. <laughs> I'd actually copied it and pasted it in somewhere specific so I would remember to, to look at it. But oh, yeah, I, I see it now. Yep. So what they're alleging FedEx knew. That drugs and millions of packages it delivered over a decade were illegally prescribed, but shipped them anyways because it did not want to lose millions of dollars in revenue to rival UPS. I mean, so that's that's the same thing I was just mentioning earlier with it could relate to small businesses. I mean, it's just a matter of how much business you're doing and possibly losing out to a competitor that might be willing to, you know, cross that line and you aren't. And you know, I obviously we're gonna give the advice of don't do illegal things, but you know, people still decide to to do them, and and you know, I think you mentioned this before. It's not even necessarily, you know, doing something criminally wrong, but something that could make make you liable from a civil perspective too. You know, it's it's just not something that, as a business owner, you're going to want to get involved with. And because, as we've said many times, I mean, once the once the lawsuit's filed, you've already lost. Yeah, that's right.
1: I was looking to see, you know, we're talking about FedEx today, but I was just looking to see if there's any preference from drug users, so to speak, whether FedEx or UPS is better. But because it seems like both FedEx and UPS both have the same kind of troubles, but it seems though FedEx seems to have a little bit more trouble with the government. So I don't know if, if it's a little bit more rampant there, but I'm also looking to see that apparently there's also these other kind of lesser known couriers too that. Yeah. Kind of involve themselves. Not I I shouldn't say that that ends up they end up being involved in in this basically drug trade, black market drug trade.
2: Well, yeah, it's uh, I know you're going to hate this, but I I hate this. (laughs) So Uber Eats launched in uh, San Diego last week. And I happen to know one of the people that's involved here in San Diego. So we actually got both my wife and I got five free five free meals, essentially up to $25. Nice. So anything we ordered, they'd pay up to $25. That's including delivery price of food, whatever. So yeah, if I could have, it's like you said, I mean, that's obviously a food delivery, but there's lots of companies like that. And I think Uber's probably going to even try to do some sort of expansion and maybe start delivering other items too. And they're going to run into the same issue if they start doing things like this. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it'd be a great, Kind of cover up that if you order a certain menu
1: item in a certain way from a certain restaurant, that you get drugs or uh,
2: delivered to your door. How great would that be for drug users? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty common in shows. I don't. Did you ever? Did you watch? It's on top of my mind because it's coming back season two. I saw the trailer Narcos. Yeah. Oh, is Narcos back? No, it's it's not till. September, I think, but I just saw the trailer for season two. I I did see it. It was very very well done. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. The
1: only problem is you can't passively watch it. You actually because everything's if you don't unless you know Spanish, but it, you know they, <laughs> everything's transcribed, so you actually have to pay attention.
2: Yeah, and it's a great it's a it's a good good show to pay attention to anyway. So I was a little bit skeptical at first, but it I came around on it. So but yeah, it's, I think that's it's pretty common in shows. Obviously, it was a Breaking Bad very people like the drug related shows it's i don't know why but people like drugs and yeah. drug related shows
1: so what's our lesson from the day say no
2: just say no <laughs> <laughs> yeah dare drugs abuse resistance education did i get that right <laughs> drug abuse resistance education i did yeah nice but yeah i mean we we hit on it earlier it's this applies to small businesses as well it's not just criminally Anything that's going to make you liable as a business owner.
1: I I, I guarantee you right as we're talking, there's a business owner out there that is thinking about something that they saw was suspicious (laughs) that they're like, well, you know, and again, there's no obligation to report when you see a crime in most states that I know of, but unless
2: you're a police officer.
1: Yeah. But if you're involved, if you're involved in the business and, and it's, you know, you're intimately involved and you're kind of turning a blind eye, it'd be little careful.
2: Yeah, I think that's it. That's, that's the takeaway for today.
1: All right. we'll just say
2: no. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. Keep it sound, keep it smart.
0: This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasir Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound, Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney.